Planning for your financial future is a lot like solving a puzzle. Sometimes it's simple, like a jigsaw puzzle. You have all the pieces and you just need to find out how they all fit together to reveal the solution. But sometimes planning for retirement is more like a crossword puzzle. You don't even know the answers to some of the clues, let alone how they all fit together. Like how much can I expect to get from Social Security? How much income do I need in retirement? Or how much risk is appropriate? That's why certified financial planner Dan Capril is here to host Solving the Financial Puzzle. On today's show, we want you to learn more about finding the right answers to your financial questions and how those answers can fit together to bring you more peace of mind. So get ready. Solving the Financial Puzzle starts now. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle this week. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Dan Capril. He is your local wealth coach here in the Cincinnati and Dayton areas with offices not only in Cincinnati, but in Beaver Creek and Northern Kentucky even. Dan is the president of Matson and Capril. You can get in touch several ways. One, by going online to quizdan.com. That's quizdan.com. Or by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-QUIZ-DAN. Or you can text to find out all sorts of great information. We're going to tell you all of those ways coming up in just a few moments here on the show, uh, including your last chance to register for the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp, which comes up just a couple of days from now on Tuesday evening at the University of Dayton. Again, we'll give you all the details coming up momentarily. But first, Dan, welcome to the show. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing fine. A little lighter now that tax filing deadline has passed. But uh, hey, what are you going to do, but, right? But Still you're already planning for next year, right? We're already planning for tax reductions for next year. So, um, And we'll be giving some good suggestions on that today as well. So if those of you out there got a little frustrated with the size of the check you had to write last Monday, um, you know, don't worry. We're going to give you some tips. Now, uh, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. The actual mm. goal on tax day is to have a zero balance. I mean, if you Actually, did everything great, yeah, isn't that the idea? Yeah. Actually, I don't mind you paying as long as you don't have a penalty for ah, underpayment because, okay. you know, then what you did is you hung on to your money as long as possible. But yeah, I mean, refunds, refunds are not good, folks. You get a refund. You just gave an interest-free loan to Uncle Sam. But the point is, you don't want to prepay your tax. It's not a good thing when you get a refund and, oh, I got a vacation account. Trust me, you can develop the proper discipline to set aside your money properly. You don't have to give it to Uncle Sam only to have him give it back to you. It's an interesting way to go about saving money, that's for sure. Oh, it's a terrible way, and I see it all the time. It frustrates the heck out of me. You know, particularly if, if you're in a in a year where investment markets are up. Now, granted, the last couple of years haven't been spectacular, but, you know, there's a lost opportunity cost of your money right there. So, look, are you prepaying your electric bill? You know, why are you prepaying your tax? It's, it's, it's not like, you know, you're prepaying your mortgage so that you can get it paid up faster. Um, you know, are you paying your grocery bill before you consume the groceries? No. So take that same attitude when it comes to taxes. Great point. We have lots on the docket today. We're going to have tales from the tax side a little bit earlier on in today's show. So don't miss that. And uh, we'll be discussing lots of other great things. We'll have Dan put on his financial myth-busting hat. And we'll talk some 401k details as well. All that on the way. But first, let's get to some questions from our local listeners on the listener line. We have one from Raymond in Bellbrook, who wrote in on quizdan.com this week. He says, I'm thinking about starting my Social Security now that I'm old enough to get it without limiting how much other income I can earn. Is this a recommended strategy? Okay, so Raymond, you're either, uh, you're probably age 66 right now. If you're born after 1960 or 60 and later, you have to be age uh, 67 in order to have what we call your full retirement, normal retirement age. And at that age, you can work as much as you want. There's no reduction in earnings if you are going to continue to work. Whereas if you activate your social security beforehand, and for most people who are retiring now, it's usually between 62 and 66. If they're working and they're earning more than roughly $15,000 a year, you're going to see a reduction of Social Security benefits. So, so Raymond, do you collect now? Well, the first thing I would tell you, Raymond, is uh, the first question I would ask you is, do you feel you need the money? Because if not, that account, that amount that they pay you will grow by 8% a year if you wait. Now, we have no guarantee how long you're going to live, but at least between now and age 70, if you don't need the money, um, an 8% increase on your payments is a pretty good deal. You know, we can do, in fact, if you go to our website, RaymondQuizDan.com, uh, there's a um, Social Security timing report that'll actually help you to determine how long you would have to live in order to break even. Generally, it's around age 78, 79. So no, I, I don't recommend that you file as soon as you can get it if you don't need the money. Now, if you do, you know, if you're hitting your savings, if you're barely getting by, that type of a thing, sure, 
I had no problems with that at all. I would much rather you spend that money than spend your own money, you know, if that's the case. But if it's a situation where, no, you're just thinking, well, you know, maybe I should take it now, keep in mind, too, it's probably going to get taxed. So you're not going to get nearly as much of the benefit. Your earnings as your job alone probably, I mean, I don't know your, your situation personally, but will probably drive up the cost of your, your income to the point where you'll have to pay tax on those Social Security benefits. On the other hand, if you wait, not only will the size of the check grow, and it'll continue to grow at 8% simple interest until you reach age 70, and then you just get the normal. So you definitely want to file by age 70. But but not only will it grow, but you won't have to pay tax on it. And then, and then when you get to retirement, then it's quite possible that you could develop a tax-free retirement strategy, kind of like what we're going to be talking about this coming Tuesday at the University of Dayton. So, you know, Raymond, you actually, you know, now that I think about it, you really ought to think about coming to that seminar. It's going to be this coming Tuesday, 630, University of Dayton. If you want to register for that, it's very simple. Just um, either give our office a call, 844-QUIZ-DAN is the number, or you can just text the word uh, seminar 16, that's seminar 16, one word. And text that to 555-888. Again, that's 555-888. And Raymond, or any of our listeners out there, we're going to be discussing how you can take steps so that in your retirement, you can actually have a tax-free retirement. And that includes not paying any income taxes on your Social Security benefits. So yeah, just because you're old enough doesn't necessarily mean that's the right time to file. Again, if you want to attend that seminar that's coming up this Tuesday at the University of Dayton, the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp, all you have to do is text the word SEMINAR and the number 16 all together, SEMINAR16, text that to 555-888, and then click on the link that'll be, uh, that'll be texted right back to you. And that is a great way to do it, and you'll be able to fill out the information and sign up for that seminar this Tuesday. Uh, make sure you reserve your spot in advance. Go ahead and text the word SEMINAR and the number 16, SEMINAR16 to 555-888. By the way, if you don't have a smartphone where you're able to click on the link and then go fill out the information, you can just call Dan and his team directly at 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326, and request to be registered that way. Great question, Raymond. Thanks for writing in this week. We have another one from Harold in Franklin, and Harold says, As I've researched different financial licenses and designations, it seems that many of them are similar, but they also have their differences. Is there a particular license or designation I should be looking for when working with an advisor? You know, Harold, I was so confused coming into this business, I just went out and got all of them. <laughs> That's how I dealt with it. Now, first of all, let's explain what's at play here. It's not hard. In fact, by law, it's very simple to call yourself a quote-unquote financial advisor. Um, it's not like, say, the medical profession where it's so highly regulated that unless you complete medical school and pass certain tests, you can't call yourself a doctor. But Sadly, anybody can call themselves a financial advisor. So what has um, evolved over the years is a lot of professional organizations have offered, in some cases, some very strenuous education in return for designations. Now, there are other organizations that don't require any education at all. You know, you write a check, oh, here's your designation. The three most recognizable in terms of what it takes to get those designations, first and foremost, without question, the certified financial planner is the hardest exam to pass. Roughly half the people who take it every year pass, the other half fail. So I took it geez, probably about 15 years ago. It is a challenging exam. It takes six hours to take. Oh, wow. So certified financial planner, you know, that would be the gold standard. And usually the only people who say that it's not the gold standard are the people who don't have one. So I always laugh, and with some of my colleagues, I get a little bit defensive. You know, No one is saying that you're not competent if you don't have a designation. I'm just saying it's one thing else to look at. You know, It's the same like a doctor doesn't necessarily have to be board certified to be a doctor. Uh, but board certification does imply a level of competence that um, not having it doesn't imply. So keep that part of mind. The other two, which are offered by the American College, one is called the Chartered Financial Consultant, and the other is called Chartered Life Underwriter. They tend to have a lot more training in the area of insurance, but they definitely do get into the other areas as well. So that's why I went and got all three of them, because I didn't want any confusion there. But you know, those are good. The CFP is particularly good because they have a very stringent board of standards. They evaluate their uh, cert certificates very carefully. They require massive amounts of education to keep that designation. You also have to pay a, a rather, uh, well, not a small fee to, to maintain it with them. And they do a great job of uh, keeping uh, a public record. So if any certificate runs afoul, that becomes a matter of public record. So those are good designations to have. I've encouraged all of my colleagues to at least get the CFP. I think that there's nothing wrong with education. I think it's a good thing. 
And um, I've yet to have a good reason why someone wouldn't get it. If you don't want to put it on your business card, that's your business. But I think as a consumer, you want to be certain that this person has been properly versed and educated in your field. And I have to be candid with you, Harold, not everybody, financial advisor really knows what they're doing. The best way for you to evaluate the person who, who you're looking to be a major uh, player in your life in terms of guiding you is to meet with them, ask questions, and then really, believe it or not, Harold, go with your gut. It's like love. It's there. Or it's not. And if you feel comfortable with the person, great. If you don't, even though they may have all the designations in the world, if you don't feel comfortable, don't go forward with them. Because, you know, that's, it's all about, in the end, sleeping well at night. I know that's cliche, but that's really, really the truth. And that is above all else. But for my money, I would say certified financial planner first. Chartered Life Under and Chartered Financial Consultant, if they have both of those, they pretty much have the same level of, of knowledge, or at least education, I should say, as CFP. Competence, no, that's, you know, there's plenty of doctors who aren't very good either. So, you know, just keep that in mind as well. It's a mixture of, uh, you know, the right designations, but also, as you said, the right feeling, too, making sure you're comfortable yeah, working with an advisor. Question. I think that's a, that's a really good point. And there's a reason for this, Harold, that uh, this has been in the news a little bit. Uh, it may not have made national news or been, mm-hmm. you know, been on everybody's radar, but there's a lot of uh, lot of things going right now through legislation that's changing who can call themselves an advisor and the rules that kind of dominate the industry. So there could be some major changes because people like Dan have recognized this challenge of advisor is not really being up to snuff. And so it's interesting to see how this is playing out kind of on a political level, I guess. Yeah, I mean, what we've come down to is what we call the fiduciary standard. And as a certified financial planner and as a registered investment advisor, I have come out and said that I will put the interests of my clients ahead of my own. Now, by doing that, what I've done is I have really exposed myself willingly against civil litigation against me if one of my clients doesn't feel that I did that. Now, of course, if I never made that claim, then they couldn't take me up on that uh, from a litigation standpoint. So the Department of Labor is pretty much saying, look, if you're going to be a financial advisor going forward, you're going to have to have this fiduciary standard. Most financial advisors do not. They live by what's called a suitability standard, which means, oh, it was suitable for them, but it may not have been in their best interest. It's a lot of legalese. But the point of the matter is you do want somebody who's willing to say, look, I'm going to put your interests first. And if not, well, you can take action against me. That's a completely different game than someone who's hiding behind the term suitability. So CFP and and the RAA filings have always been ahead of the game on that. Whether or not it's good or not that the government's mandating it, I don't know. I have my – usually there's unintended consequences when they get involved. But we'll see how that one ultimately plays out. At the very least, I know there's going to be more paperwork for people to sign. The bottom line, a lot of the time, someone who is running a fiduciary level practice right across the street from somebody running a suitability level practice, sometimes you can't tell the difference between the two from no. the outside. And that's the tough no. part, I think. That ask, ask that question then. You know, do you have a fiduciary standard? Exactly. Um, you know, hopefully it'll never be something you need to act on, but it would be nice at least to know if they welcome that, that standard of scrutiny. You can learn about these kinds of things at the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp this Tuesday at the University of Dayton. To register, to get the link where you click on to register, just text the word SEMINAR16, SEMINAR16, altogether. Text that to 555-888. That's 555-888. Or you can call 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. One more question this week. We'll squeeze it in from Elizabeth in Springboro. Elizabeth says, how many stocks do you feel it takes for somebody to be diversified? Great question, Elizabeth. Let me tell you, it's a lot Seven. more than 10. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jim Cramer's notorious. I don't know, what's he say? Something like no more than 10, no less than five. Look, let's think about what we're talking about here. First of all, if we're really, really good stock pickers, we don't need to diversify, right? You just buy the stock that you know is going to go up the most. The more that any stock picker diversifies is the more he's willing to admit that he really doesn't know what he's doing. So he tries to hedge his bet by bringing more and more in. Look, I want you to own asset classes. I want you to own an entire asset class. So for me, if there is, if it's appropriate for a part of your portfolio to be in large U.S. stocks, guess what? I want you to own them all. If it's appropriate for your portfolio to own small U.S. stocks, I want you to own them all. Same with value stocks. Same with international stocks. Most of the, the portfolios that we design for clients have about 14,000 individual holdings in them. So that's a lot. And the simple reason is because asset classes are what matter. You know, if you own Coke and Pepsi, whether it's not going to make a huge difference because large company stocks tend to move together. Small company stocks tend to move together, but small and large don't necessarily move together at the same time. 
So good investing is all about having asset classes. And the reason that we're diversifying is to try to not only give you a more consistent rate of return, but also to give you a higher rate of return. The truth of the matter is nobody knows what markets are going to do before they do them. News drives markets. I'm not going to get into this game of speculating with my client's money. Not going to do it. It's reckless. And there, there's no reason for that to even assume that that's going to succeed. I mean, unless you have information nobody else has, which as you probably are aware is illegal to act upon, you're just speculating. You're guessing. So you want to have a very broadly diversified portfolio. Now, as to the actual number, there is no magic number. The number is how many asset classes do you need? And that's really the byproduct of the return that you need to get in order to have the retirement you want. And then once we determine what that return needs to be, then the second question is statistically, how do I build it with the least amount of volatility? And there's ways about doing that. And then once that's done, well, then the portfolio gets picked. So it's done in complete reverse matter than the way I think most people think about it. Most people think I'll buy the portfolio first and that determines what it can do. No, no, no. Let's determine what you need and then let's build a portfolio that's more likely to do that. It's not gonna be guaranteed. But let's do one that at least increases your chances for success, probably greater than they are today. And that's not going to be done with 10 stocks. That's going to be done literally with thousands and thousands of stocks and bonds, global portfolio that's not trying to defeat any particular market, but is trying to give you market rates of return. But recognize, Elizabeth, that there are many different markets. So when people here say, well, how's the market doing? They're almost always talking about the 30 stocks that make up the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. That's only 30 stocks. If the portfolio's got 14,000 in it, well, what do those 30 stocks really matter? So let's get away from speculation. Let's own asset classes. Let's buy, hold, and rebalance a, a broadly diversified portfolio. Let's do it in a low-cost manner. And if we do that, our chances for success are far greater. And it alleviates us from having to constantly monitor the news in order to make what we think are going to be moves ahead of the market, which they're almost never going to be. So, you know, this is one of the things that you know we touch upon, particularly at the workshop we've got coming up, because one of the ways in which you can minimize your, your taxes in retirement is through timing. I'd say all the time that timing, you shouldn't try to time your portfolio, but you should consider timing your tax strategy. And that's a big part of what we're going to be talking about there. Returns are great, but understand that the greatest obstacle to your portfolio is the percentage of your portfolio that Uncle Sam is going to take from you. And as we grow, um, our debt grows, as more and more baby boomers move into retirement, we've got some real challenges ahead of us from a nation as it results in revenue need. And the only way I can see that revenue need being met, I don't see them cutting spending. So I see them raising taxes and we need to protect ourselves against that tax lien. If you own a 401k, a 403b, an IRA, that is a ticking tax time bomb just waiting to explode. So I highly encourage you to come to the workshop we've got going on this Tuesday, University of Dayton, 6.30 p.m. I only have a few seats left. By design, I don't do these seminars in a big room. I do them in small rooms simply because I want to have a lot of interaction. I want people to feel free to ask questions. So if you'd like to register, very simple, two ways. Either call right now, 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-QUIZ-DAN. Seriously, call right now because as soon as I fill up the room, I'm done. I'm not going to be you know, shoving people in corners or anything like that, all right? Um, I believe that the early movers should get a benefit. So 844-QUIZ-DAN. Give us a call. Tell us you want to come. We'll get back in touch with you on that. Or another way that you can do it, a real simple way to do it, pull the car over right now and text the word SEMINAR16 to 555-888. And the number is 555-888. Text the word SEMINAR16. Now, what's going to happen is you're going to get a response back from me with a link. Click the link and then a, lack of a better term, landing page is going to pop up, like a, a web page will pop up. And it's going to ask you to enter in your contact information. You have to do that. If you don't do that, I don't know who you are. I can't register for the seminar. Don't worry. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to bother you. I just want to register you and send you the confirmation, send you the directions, the room we're going to be at, et cetera. So you got to fill that out. I'm amazed sometimes people will go through the links of, you know, they'll, they'll get the link, but then they don't fill out all the data. So make sure you fill it all out fully, and then we'll have you all registered in there. It's going to be a great session. I'm going to be giving away a lot of great materials. I've just finished up a three-piece recording that we're going to be giving up to the recipients as well. This is all about trying to educate you on how to minimize the, the tax lien that the IRS has on your money and how you can develop a strategy, particularly if you're still working so that when you do get to retirement age, to have tax-free retirement. So let, let the Congress do whatever they want to do as far as raising tax rates. We want a strategy that protects us against that and won't affect us.
Again, that's Retirement Rescue Boot Camp this Tuesday at the University of Dayton. Text the word SEMINAR and the number 16. So just SEMINAR16, all together, no spaces, SEMINAR16. Text that to 555-888. So in the message field, put SEMINAR16, and the number that you text is 555-888. It's as easy as that. You can also call Dan and the team to register that way, 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Stay with us much more coming up. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Caprell. Composer Stephen Sondheim once said, the nice thing about doing a crossword puzzle is you know there is a solution. That's exactly how you can view the financial world. You know there's a solution to the sometimes complex challenges facing you, especially when you plan for retirement. And if you need some help finding the right answers, then keep listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Caprell. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle today. Walter Storholt alongside Dan Capril, who is your local wealth coach here in Cincinnati and Dayton, a certified financial planner with offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Dan is the president of Matson and Capril. Don't forget the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp is coming up on Tuesday evening at 630 at the University of Dayton. For all the details and to register, all you have to do is text the word SEMINAR and the number 16-SEMINAR-16 to 555-888. That's 555-888. You can also call Dan at any time, 844-QUIZ-DAN. Dan, let's bust a couple of financial myths while we have a few moments here. I'll give you the myth. You explain why it's a myth. The first one on the docket, shifting from stocks to bonds removes the volatility from your portfolio. Why is that a myth? Yeah, that th- well, that's a real big one because everyone just assumes that since a bond is essentially a loan, a loan that you're going to make to a corporation or a government, and they're going to pay you interest and then pay your money back, that there is no volatility. The thing to understand, though, is that if interest rates rise in the future, then any bonds you own today are not worth nearly as much simply because new bonds are being issued at a higher rate. Now, if you hold on to the bonds, to maturity, and they assuming the company or government doesn't go bankrupt, you're fine. You're still going to get your interest payments. But if you need to sell a portion of that bond, or if you're in a bond fund, well, then what's going to happen is those bond values are going to drop. So no, you are not immune from volatility. Now, as an asset class, they tend to be less volatile than stocks. And short-term bonds certainly are less volatile than stocks. But don't kid yourself for one second to think you've gone to a, a risk-free mode just simply because you're a bondholder. That's a good point. So that's shifting from stocks to bonds removes the volatility from your portfolio. That is a myth. Here's another one. Mm-hmm. You'll probably be in a lower tax bracket once you retire. Well, that's nice if you knew that for certain. But as we as a society get older, we got people leaving the workforce, we got 10,000 people a day turning 65. They're leaving the workforce. They're becoming more and more reliant on things like Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. It's been projected that by 2020, 92% of Treasury revenues are going to be going just to pay for those three things. I'm very concerned about the likelihood that tax rates will have to go up in the future. No, I don't support that. I support less spending, but that's not. I'm not in control here. No one's coming to Dan Caprill and saying, okay, how do you fix the fiscal problems of the nation? So if tax rates are going to go up, guess what? You could actually be in a higher tax bracket during retirement. Certainly, if you want to maintain your standard of living, that could be an issue. Also understand that it's very likely that your Social Security benefits will be subject to taxation. So huge, huge myth. Big reason why people are going broke early in retirement. This ticking tax time bomb that they've got sitting on these 401ks, these IRAs, these 403bs. And that's why I really encourage our listeners, we have a few spots left, come to the Retirement Rescue Workshop that I got planned this coming Tuesday at the University of Dayton at 6.30. You're going to learn about how to protect yourself against the possibility of taxes going up in the future. Because if that happens, boy, your whole plan, as you projected, is probably going to go completely out the window. So if you'd like to come, love to have you. It's very simple. There is no cost, but the seating is extremely limited. 555-888. That's the number you want to text. Text the word SEMINAR16, that's SEMINAR16 to 555-888. Do that. A landing page will pop up. Be sure to click and enter in your information, and we'll get you registered. Again, that's 555-888 is the number to text. SEMINAR16 is what you put into the message field. One more myth to bust, Dan, and this one mm-hmm. is financial planning. Today is much easier to do without professional help because of all the technology that's available. Well, you know, certainly there is more information available to you. And I think for the do-it-yourselfer who's willing to put in the time and effort, I think what you have at your disposal is fabulous. The problem that I see time and time again is that 
often decisions that we make financially are not based in logic. They're based on emotion. And the emotion that drives us the most is fear. And even the industries who sell this, these technological products, they know that. They know that fear motivates you. So they've built systems in place to get you to do a lot of trading and to buy certain products that aren't going to necessarily help you long term. There's a difference between the actual planning and the actual implementation of the plan. Some people think you know financial planning is all about how you invest. No, that's just a very small component. And one of the things that I find is that some people who think they know everything that they need to know don't don't. And a lot of people are driven by a desire to have something be true. So for example, someone just wants to believe that their company stock is always going to do 10% every year. It won't. So while all these tools are out there, I actually think they add more confusion. At the very least, I encourage you to have somebody sit with you and guide you through it. You can decide what role you want them to play long term. But, you know, before I'm going to work out with a trainer, I want to know what the plan is. And then I can decide if I want to work with him. And I want to understand why his exercise regimen is best suited for me. And that's really what a good financial planning professional can do for you. So I strongly encourage you, let me help you cut through a lot of the muddle. I'm big into simplifying the financial planning process. You don't need a 300-page plan. You don't need some intricate program that's built on so-called algorithms. What you need is simplification based on your goals. And if that's something that you're interested in, give our office a call. Be happy to sit down with you, show you what our wealth coaching program is all about. Again, 844-QUIZ-DAN, your number to call to reach Dan Capril and his team serving you here in Cincinnati and in the Dayton area as well. Offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and even northern Kentucky, 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. And the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp coming up on Tuesday evening at the University of Dayton. For the information about that, you just text 555-888. That's the number to text and the word that you put into the message field is Seminar 16. Seminar 16. Text that to 555-888. Click on the link and fill out the information and you'll be registered for the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp. Much more around the corner. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. Do you have a question you want featured on the show? Go to askdan.com to submit your question and our host here on Solving the Financial Puzzle, Dan Capril, might feature it on a future show. So go to askdan.com today. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril, your local wealth coach here in the Cincinnati and Dayton areas. I'm Walter Storholt. Happy to be talking with Dan each and every week here on the show. Dan has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. He's the president of Matson and Capril, a certified financial planner. And you can get in touch with him by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN by going online to quizdan.com. Or if you want to find out more information about the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp coming up on Tuesday evening at the University of Dayton, you can get the link where you can go see all the information and even register online. Uh, If you text the word seminar and the number 16, just do it all together, seminar 16, that's the uh, message that you put into the message field, and the number you text is 555 888. You'll get a link, click that, and it'll take you through the information. That is a very cool event coming up on Tuesday evening. Spots are limited, though. There will be a cap on this class, as Dan told us earlier on. He likes to keep them small and a little bit more intimate, I guess, right, Dan, so that you can have good interaction with all participants. Yeah, we really encourage questions. And the fact of the matter is, if I open it up to a lot of people, some people get a little intimidated by that. And this gives me the chance to to really listen and get to know everybody. So we do have a few spots left. Take advantage of this. This is a very unique workshop. I can't make guarantees, but I can promise you it's probably not like anything you've attended before. It's not going to be like one of those dinner seminars where people wine and dine you just to sell you an annuity. No, we're going to talk about real planning, real strategy, things that you can do that you can start saving money in your taxes the very next day. Again, just text the word seminar and the number 16, seminar 16 to 555-888. Dan, we're going to talk about 401ks, but before we jump into a discussion about 401ks, is it safe to assume that we can lump in kind of all retirement accounts like 403Bs and TSPs into the same category for purposes of this discussion? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's some nuances between them, but for the most part, you know, what we're talking about here are tax sheltered accounts, accounts that you deferred income on, maybe your employer kicked in some money, is money you've never paid the tax on, and guess what? You're going to pay the tax, so yes. In fact, to a certain degree, you could even lump in IRAs, assuming that they've been deducted as well. 
So it's uh, there's some similarities between all these enough, different Enough, things. yeah, enough. The pros and cons are, are definitely um, there. Some people say, Dan, that you should contribute no more than the company mm-hmm. match into your 401k, or again, all yeah. these other plans too. Others say yeah. you should max it out if possible. How do you typically yeah. advise folks? Yeah, you, you got to love the cookie cutter. First of all, it depends. Let's just understand what we're doing here. Right? The advantage of maxing out, putting in as much money as you possibly can, is the fact that you don't get taxed on that money. And if you're a young person, you know, where you're just, you know, that first, second job, whatever, and you're, you're trying to build up your net worth, if you can save and cut your tax at the same time, I don't view that as a problem at all. In fact, I would encourage it. Where I get concerned usually occurs around the age of 45, 50, because usually at that point in time, we're headed to have a very, very large 401k, which on the surface sounds fantastic. The problem is, is not all that money's yours. And so if we have a situation going forward where taxes go up, and I think it's highly likely that they will, I mean, just look at the change in demographics and so many people, heck, people my age, the baby boomers, the tail end of the baby boomers who are going to be retiring and using more and more government services. The concern that I'm having is that people are putting money into these plans, assuming that they're putting it on a higher rate than they're going to pull the money out. And that may not be the case. In fact, I don't think that's going to be the case at all. What I want you to do is create some balance. So at some point in your life, it's going to be, in my opinion, logical for you to not only have tax qualified or tax deferred counts like 401ks, 403bs, etc., but to also have some tax-free accounts, accounts that don't get taxed. And, and you know, there are two majors ones there. One is, is the Roth IRA. And there's many ways you can fund a Roth IRA. Some people say, oh, I make too much money. Now, there's ways you can do that. And then we're going to talk about that at the Retirement Rescue Workshop here in a couple of days. The other thing, believe it or not, is, is the cash value of life insurance is also can be accessed tax-free through loans and withdrawals. Now, that may or may not be appropriate to you. But it is going to be appropriate for all, just about everybody to have some of their money in a tax-free vehicle. And if that means we need to limit some of the funding that we're doing in the tax-deferred vehicle like the 401k, well, then maybe we should contemplate doing that. I'm all about balance. But early on, I don't have a problem with people maxing out. It's just you reach a point in life where you could be quite vulnerable. All right. So as we're talking about 401ks and the different nuances between these and these other plans that we're lump in there for today's mm-hmm. discussion, what are some of the major mistakes you see people making with a 401k? The biggest mistake I see is how it's invested. Nowadays, thankfully, you have a lot more investment options. Earlier in my career, you were lucky if you had two or three. And now, you know, they've been required to give you a far more balance. And yet, I still see people doing market timing. They can't do stock picking in most cases, but they certainly do mutual fund picking. They sit around and look at what went up last quarter, and they just assume it will continue to go up next quarter. And no, that, that's a complete fallacy. So yeah, I just see bad investment strategy going on. I don't see people developing a portfolio design for where they are in life. I see very few examples of rebalancing going on. And so it just completely is mismanaged. They're not picking the investment choices based on a strategy. They're simply just basing on what they think is going to happen or, God forbid, what Barney in accounting says you should do. Is it Barney really knows? Trust me, if Barney really knew, he wouldn't be sitting in accounting right now. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know, all right? Uh, no one knows what the what the next hot asset class is going to be. So you just need to be very properly diversified. And eight, nine times out of 10, when I'm looking at how someone's allocated their 401k, there's dramatic room for improvement. So we're talking about 401ks and some of the nuances between these things with uh, Dan Capril here in the Cincinnati and Dayton area, your local wealth coach on solving the financial puzzle. Dan, what are the biggest disadvantages of a 401k? Is it the lack of a limited menu of choices? That is a big one, although it has gotten better in most cases. I still see way too much active management. And what I mean by that is funds that are doing a lot of buying and selling, trying to beat an index. If I had my way, every single 401k would be either with Vanguard or dimensional funds because both of those you know, give you a truly passive portfolio and, and minimize speculation. But without question, though, the biggest disadvantage is just the way those things are set up. They're going to get taxed and they're going to get taxed hard. So people are building up this well thinking that they've got you know a million dollars. No, you maybe have $650,000. 
And if you're not factoring that in, it's a really, really big problem. So the biggest disadvantage is the fact that you're going to get taxed big. And uh, that tax is going gonna, is gonna to probably take more from you than market volatility, than internal fees or anything along those lines. So yes, they do limit you in your investment options. It's gotten better. It's far from perfect. But the fact that these things are going to get taxed eventually and potentially at a pretty high rate is to me the biggest disadvantage. And unfortunately, I don't see people talking about that enough. They're just like, well, of course they're going to get taxed. Well, of course they're going to get taxed is a problem. What we need to do is come up with ways to minimize that tax because it literally only takes Congress to pass a law and the president to sign it. And the amount of money in your 401k that you own has just gone down dramatically. So we have to be mindful of that. We have to be prepared for that. We have to have a strategy for that. And that's what we're going to be talking about this Tuesday at the University of Dayton. So, again, if you want to come to that workshop, I've been talking about it all day. It's a very important workshop. All you have to do is text the word Seminar 16, one word, Seminar 16, text it to 555-888. I'll send you a, a link. Click on it. A page will pop up. Put in your registration information. You're there. In addition to the workbook and a copy of David McKnight's book called The Power of Zero, I'm also going to be uh, giving away a three-part recording that I did called Retirement Rescue. So please come. Great seminar. Great materials. Spent a lot of time preparing for it. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Again, what you do is you text the word SEMINAR and the number 16 to 555-888. SEMINAR 16 to 555-888. Now, Dan, I hear all the time the word rollover. If somebody wants to roll their money out of a 401k into an IRA, is that usually possible and is it something that you recommend? Well, when you leave your employer, or in some cases when you reach a certain age, 60, for example, the plan will allow you to roll that money out of the plan into an IRA. I would say in most cases, I do recommend you do that, if for any other reason, to give you more investment choices and possibly even to have lower internal costs. Now, sometimes you may pick up higher internal costs if you work with an advisor, so you need to do that benefit. Cheap is often better, but not always better, so we have to weigh that out. But the the advantage to the rollover is simply just to give you more investment options. You're not going to be limited to the dozen or so that the company has. You're also going to have the opportunity for professional advice if that's what you want. So I do recommend that that gets done. It's a very simple process. It's a tax-free process. You simply open up an IRA at another institution. You fill out forms with your former employer and the money comes over. Uh, the The one time I would recommend you not do it or at least not withdraw all your money out of the 401k is a situation where some plans allow for retirement at age 55. And if they allow for that, you can access the money in the account from 55 to 59 and a half without having to pay the 10% penalty that you normally have to pay when you pull the money out of the IRA. So a little complicated. And if, if you are thinking about retiring at 55, strongly recommend you let us sit down and go over those rules with you. Because once you make a mistake, it's hard to put the toothpaste back into the bottle. So give us a call. Give my office a call, 844-QUIZ-DAN. I'll be happy to sit down with you, show you what, what all your options are there so that you're making an educated decision. Uh, you don't want to find out months after doing something and Uncle Sam wants twenty, thirty thousand dollars and I've had people call my office in a panic because they didn't know that and now they're coming in asking me how to fix it and sometimes we can't. Uh, sometimes you just gotta pay it. So let let's prevent these problems. Again, technology as we were saying before it's a great thing, but it doesn't always tell you everything that you need to know. Working with somebody who's been there for a while, who's seen these things, can be very helpful for you. Give our office a call. Nikki and I would be happy to sit down with you, get an understanding of your situation, help you through what can be a very stressful and confusing time. And you know if you make a mistake now, you may not be able to recover from it. So let's, let's get away from that, all right? Let's do the proper guidance. Let's make sure you're in control and you're doing things exactly the way you want them to be done with no surprises coming up. Again, here are all the ways to get in touch for a one-on-one review of your situation to talk with the team about your specific questions. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call. That's 844-784-9326. If you like doing the online version, you can go to quizdan.com. Lots of great resources on the website. That's quizdan.com. And if you want to attend the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp coming up on this Tuesday night at the University of Dayton. There are a few spots available, so make sure you uh, take advantage of this opportunity. Text the word SEMINAR and the number 16 all together, SEMINAR16 
to 555-888. So the number to text is 555-888. And in the message, you put Seminar 16, Seminar 16. Do it all together, and you'll immediately get a link that you can click on to fill out the information and uh, make sure that you reserve your seat for the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp this Tuesday night at the University of Dayton, 630. All the rest of the details when you text 555-888 with the word Seminar 16. All right, we're going to have Tales from the Tax Side coming up next. This week's headline, Born to Run. Look forward to this. This will be coming up next here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Dan Capril is your local advisor in Cincinnati and Dayton. He's a certified financial planner and the person that you can turn to for guidance and advice in the financial world. His team has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Call to schedule a complimentary review of your retirement plan by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Erno Rubik, the creator of the famous Rubik's Cube, once said, A good puzzle, it's a fair thing. Nobody is lying, it's very clear, and the problem depends just on you. That's a nice thought. Too bad the financial world isn't as simple. As you prepare for retirement and the rest of your financial future, there are a lot more problems to deal with than just yourself. You have outside factors constantly varying and changing the landscape. People do lie, cheat, and deceive. You have access to tons of information, yet not a great way to discern what motivations drive that information. It can all get very, very complex. But that's why Dan Capril, your host of Solving the Financial Puzzle, is here. Dan and his team at Matson and Capril will help you solve your financial puzzle to put you in a position to get to and all the way through retirement. Just call 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326 to set up a time to meet. You don't have to solve the entire financial puzzle on your own, but you do have to be the one who starts the solution. And it starts with a phone call to 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. 844-QUIZ-DAN. Lurking in the shadows and hiding in every investable asset. There is no escaping from Tales from the Tax Side with Dan Cabrill. Time for Tales from the Tax Side on Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Caprill. This week's headline, Born to Run. Yes, yes. Well, you know, one of the things I've noticed, and I, Walter, I know you do a lot of traveling throughout the country, and I do a lot too. And there's no question. I mean, yeah, we were one country, but boy, you, you go around to different parts. People are different. I mean, oh, yeah. I go to California usually every summer, and I don't even tell them I'm from Ohio. Hell, they figure it out in a few, <laughs> in a few minutes. So, you know, they say that people from California are flaky. I don't know if that's the right term, but they're actually great people, but they do see the world a little differently. I I usually get yelled at for doing something that's not environmentally sensitive at mm. some point in time. I grew up in New York, and listen, I can say this because I'm a native New Yorker. New Yorkers are not friendly. I mean, my father lived 20 years next to somebody and never met the neighbor. <laughs> never met him at all. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're not friendly. It's just, uh, I don't you know. know. Just... Well, you know, when I moved to Kansas City, I didn't even have the garage door open. I had seven neighbors over oh, welcoming me. So, uh, you know, it's uh, you know the problem with stereotypes is I hate to say this because it's not politically correct, but no one's ever accused me of being politically correct. The problem with stereotypes is they're largely true. And it's when we point them out. Now, there are some that are obvious, like, you know, the decoders are, are too cold. I go down to your neck of the woods, the southeast, a lot. And, you know, there's no question. There's a slight sense of urgency that goes on at times. I'll be standing behind somebody in Starbucks and they'll just be having the longest chat with the lady behind the counter, <laughs> completely oblivious to the fact that there's six people behind. Yeah. And um, we, we have yeah, that so problem the, quite a bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, God bless some nice people. But, you know, the one state and I did live in this state for two summers. My parents had moved there when I was in college. And like a lot of states, it gets a bad rap. You know, I've always thought that Cleveland gets a bad rap. I've lived there as a youth and, I, you know, I actually love the city. But the other state that gets a really bad rap, undeservedly, is the state of New Jersey. Now, there are certain parts of New Jersey that, you know, they're, they're not necessarily pleasant. 
But overall, it's a great state. But they, you know, it's usually getting joked about everything, you know, from, uh, you know, you got your clogged highways, everybody wants to know what exit you're from, second rate mobsters. I mean, if you're ever a fan of the Sopranos, you know, that took place in Jersey. So a lot of kind of issues that can run there. But New Jersey's actually got some pretty big problems right now. And it's not the fault of the governor, though he certainly has done his um, his efforts at times. It's not the fault of Senator Cory Booker. Um, it's not even the fault of Bruce Springsteen, who likes to throw his weight around. Interestingly enough, the reason that the state of New Jersey's got some serious problems, and they're not alone. Connecticut's going to have these problems, too is the guy's name is David Tepper. Now, you probably have never heard his name before, but he's a hedge fund manager. Extremely, extremely successful hedge fund manager. We're talking about a guy who made $4 billion in 2009. Uh, he made $2 billion in, in 2012, $3.5 billion in 2013. Now, that, not only is that a lot of money, but he pays a lot in tax to the state of New Jersey, almost 9% of his earnings. Now, if you think about that, $4 billion, 9%, mm. that's over $350 million. I mean, that's not chump change. You can do a lot of things. You can build a highway for $350 million. I mean, you can, you can build several schools, and you can just do a lot with that amount of money. The problem that New Jersey has is that David Temper is getting ready to retire and is sick and tired of paying that tax. So he's going to move to Florida. And the state of New Jersey can do absolutely nothing about it. Now, interestingly enough, Connecticut, aware of this problem, Connecticut has a lot of hedge fund managers and a lot of billionaires. And, and not only are they billionaires from their net worth, they literally earn a billion dollars in a year. Oh, and by the way, you know, for anyone who wants to tell you that billionaires don't pay tax, well, Tepper is proof that, that they do. Of course they pay tax. But now, Connecticut says they are well aware of who their top 150 taxpayers are, and they're watching them. Now, that's a scary thought. What do you mean you're watching them? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I like that. I don't think I like it either, you know? But this is what happens sometimes when government decides to become obtrusive. What they are running the risk of is that these people can say, look, I've had enough. I'm leaving. And they can't do anything about it, at least not as the law is currently written. So if you're going to have a state income tax that high, you're going to have some real problems. Now, in Ohio, our, rates, our top rate is, is below 5%, but it still has an impact. There's absolutely no question about it. Freedom is the greatest tool that we have as a society. And, and that's what these individuals are going to exercise here. It's going to be their freedom to say, fine, I'm going to leave. You know, if you don't want me, I'm going to leave. Now, you go down to Florida, you go down to Texas, some of these other states that have no income tax. Well, they do have pretty high property taxes. They do have sales taxes that are usually higher than what we have. So you're not going to avoid tax altogether. But there's no question that these gentlemen who are leaving these states because of those high tax rates are going to be paying less. I mean, their, their total tax is, is going to be a lot less. So what does that all mean to you? Well, look, Moving is an option. It's not an easy option, but it is a reason why a lot of people do go to states like Tennessee, which again also has no income tax, Florida, et cetera, when they when they retire. And and if certainly if you can move and still stay gainfully employed if you're still working, you know, if you want to, that's something that you should do. I mean, I, I personally have contemplated the idea largely because I love to fish so much of moving to Tennessee, but chances are that won't happen. But if you've had enough, well you can move, but that's not really, I think, the best strategy for you. I think the best strategy for you, at least first, is to consider planning, having some good planning as opposed to filing. Most people do tax filing. They don't do tax planning. And tax planning is one of the four major components of financial planning. But it's usually, in my opinion, the most important. So that's why I talk about it. People say to me, oh, you're a tax guy. Well, I don't really consider myself a tax guy. I mean, I spend just as much time working on investments and, and, and retirement income and, and helping people cut insurance costs as I do with taxes. But I do understand that taxes are probably the biggest expense. And that's the thing that we've got to hit. We've got to do something about it. Not only now, not only during our working years, but even more importantly, in our retirement years. We've got to take some necessary steps. There are strategies that we can employ. Now, if you're a business owner, I can almost guarantee you, you're paying more taxes than you should. I've yet to see a business owner's tax return that couldn't be lower with good planning. It doesn't mean that their accountant did something wrong. No, it just means planning wasn't being done, steps you could have taken 
proactively, and we have a great program for that, the Tax Blueprint for Small Business Owners. I'd love to show it to you small business owners out there and give you some real solid ideas. You don't have to fire your CPA. I'm not a CPA. I want to show you strategies, proactive strategies that you can do to cut your taxes. And if you're not a business owner, well, there's things you can do there too. And if it's not lowering your tax now, it's the taxes that we can lower in retirement. Those could be the biggest tax bill that you have. So don't turn a blind eye to this. You know, in some ways, Uncle Sam wants you to be ignorant of these things because if you're ignorant of them, you're going to pay more. We don't want to do that. We want to be knowledgeable. So take advantage of the resources that are available to you. There are Retirement Rescue Boot Camp, which is coming up this coming Tuesday at the University of Dayton, is all about how to free yourself from the IRS tax lien. What are the strategies that you can employ to cut your taxes? Maybe not now, but maybe now but more importantly, in the future during your retirement years. So even if Congress doubles the tax rates, well, guess what? You're not going to be affected by that. You've got enough tax-free income coming in. I'm not talking mini bonds. I'm talking about having your investments, your money structured in vehicles that are tax-free. And if you're a business owner, what are the proactive steps that you can take that can save you thousands and thousands of dollars by using what's in the code? There are 70,000 pages in that tax code. 70,000 pages in the tax code, we can do a lot. All legal, not loopholes. Well, if they're loopholes, they're legal loopholes. You just need to know what that is. So take advantage of that. Come to the boot camp. We do have a couple of spots left. Strongly encourage you to do it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to cover a lot of things. It starts at 630. It's at the University of Dayton. It's this coming Tuesday. Very easy to register for that. Just give our office a call, 844-QUIZ-DAN. We'll then get back to you and confirm your spot. Or even a better way is if you have a smartphone, text the word seminar 16, seminar 16, one word, to 555-888. When you do that, I'm going to respond with a link. You got to click the link and then a page will pop up. Go ahead and enter in your data and you're in. You're registered. Don't worry. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to bug you. We just want to make sure you have the map to the classroom. You can get, get a little confusing sometimes at universities as far as you know where exactly to be. So take advantage of this. This is very important. Big difference between tax planning and tax filing. You know, you don't have to leave the states. Some people will do that, and it'll be interesting to see what some of these states are going to try to do to stop them. Kind of scary to think they could, you know, stop people from moving. But these states are starting to pay the price for putting this type of tax structure on the successful. And at some point, the successful people say, I've had enough. I'm leaving. And you know what? You know who's to blame? Not the successful people. The ones to blame are the politicians. Absolutely the case. And it's why it's so important to have a plan in place so that you can deal with taxes, so you can uh, make sure you're making the right investments. All of these things are going to be covered and talked about at the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp coming up this Tuesday evening at the University of Dayton. So again, what you have to do to register for that boot camp for that seminar is text to the number 555-888, the word seminar and the number 16. So seminar 16, that's what you text in the message field and you send it to the number 555-888. You'll get a link back immediately in the text that you click on and then fill out the information. Just like that, you can register for this seminar, but spots are limited. So text the word seminar 16, seminar 16, all together to 555-888. 555 As always, don't forget you can go online to quizdan.com for more information and call Dan and the team directly serving you here in Cincinnati and Dayton by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Dan, appreciate the time as always and uh, enjoy the seminar on Tuesday night. I know a lot of people are going to get a lot out of that event and uh, we'll look forward to your report next week. Same here, Walter. Looking forward to seeing a lot of people this coming Tuesday. Take care. Absolutely. Thanks, Dan. We appreciate the time. And you've been listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle. We'll talk to you again next week. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.